What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today is another edition of the Overthinking MTG podcast, the show where we look at an individual magic card and talk about it for at least 10 minutes. Initially, when I first set out to do this show, my goal was to actually produce a daily show and in so doing, look at a random magic card every single day, hence the unscripted, unedited portion. And uh, recently, I've decided to kind of take a step back because I've noticed there were certain cards, it, it was always a lottery about whether or not people would be interested in the cards that we drew. Um, however, and, you know, so now now I take a look at spoilers. I take a look at recent cards that have come out, ones that are particularly noteworthy. So I hand select the cards that we look at, except in this interest of bring rejuvenating the uh, the the podcast, I decided why not make Wednesdays random card Wednesdays. And so for one day a week, we will. Now I'm not on a particular posting schedule, so I'm producing every 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 couple of days so far, except for Wednesdays. Let's make sure to put it up on, put it on an episode every Wednesday where we look at a random magic card, kind of a return to form for overthinking MTG, if you will. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. So I'm going to go ahead and pull up Scryfall here, and I'm going to press the random card button, and we are going to see what we get. I genuinely have no idea. Let's go. All right, so the card that we ran into is Seal of Removal. It is an enchantment for one blue, and you can sacrifice Seal of Removal, return target creature to its owner's hand. Now, this is an enchantment for a single blue. Interestingly enough, you'll notice that this is very similar to a spell called Unsummon. This was also originally from Nemesis, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and in the Nemesis block, there was an entire cycle of these. I'm sure you're wondering, wait a minute, I thought this was unscripted, how do you know this? Well, Nemesis was around, it had come out shortly before I started playing the game, and as a result, I actually have some of these in my collection. Um, I have a handful of cards from Nemesis, and I think the set is actually very, very interesting and very, very fun. Um, and so in Nemesis, there was an entire seal cycle. There was seal of removal here. There was also seal of, I think seal of doom, I think was it, or seal of death. One of those was the black one. It was terror on a stick. There was also, um, seal of fire, which if I remember correctly was shock where it dealt two damage to any target. Um, but interestingly enough, as an enchantment, you have a couple of benefits here. Now, also this noteworthy, this is a common cycle. So this is a common card that we're looking at. This is not anything particularly fancy, um, but it does a couple of things that are very, very interesting. If you have the card Unsummon in your hand, which gives you the exact same effect, except it's at instant speed for one blue. Well, it is an instant for one blue. If you're casting that at instant speed, your opponent doesn't see it coming. With Seal of Removal, they do. The opponent sees Seal of Removal sitting on the battlefield, knowing you can crack it at any time. So they have an opportunity to play around it. But at the same time, they have to play around it. And in my experience, giving your opponent that foreknowledge um, can be very, very meaningful. Because if your opponent doesn't cast a creature because they know you're going to bounce it, guess what? They didn't cast a creature. It is still in their hand. Your mission is accomplished. That creature's not on the battlefield. So the correct way to play around a seal of removal is to play the creature down anyway and let and make the other person crack the seal and use it. Now that said, this is also an enchantment for one, which means it could combine with other cards like say Luris um, for some pretty pretty good effect because Luris allows you to take any permanent with mana value two or less from your graveyard, take it from the graveyard and put it directly onto the battlefield. So that allows you to loop this to really good effect. Now noteworthy also, Nemesis is not modern legal, it is prior 
to um, the frame update in Mirrodin or 8th edition, I believe it was, um, that marks the 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 cutoff for modern so it is um you know if you were to play something like that like that in in a luris type shell you'd have to be looking at legacy vintage or commander um so those are the formats and i don't know if something like this would be viable in those formats because frankly i just, I just don't play legacy and vintage so i can't speak to whether or not seal of removal is powerful enough to stand on its own in those formats to be honest i would be surprised if it is but being able to loop it with lures could be really powerful and because you have that loop option it's in the discussion which is really cool so maybe there is a deck and actually if you do know of a deck that runs seal of removal um i would love to hear it in what format it's in please don't hesitate to leave a comment um with with that information i would really appreciate it but yeah so seal of removal is interesting um the other thing about it that is, well, hmm. Let's see, so here I'm looking at the clock. We still have another five minutes or so. And the the artwork on all the seals show, um, it shows a person holding up a disc of some kind that is being cracked. And in so cracking, they're they're clearly doing, they're, they're clearly magically manipulating some kind of creature. It looks like maybe, uh, I don't know if it's a merfolk or, it's not a cephalid, it's some kind of monster, maybe a Phyrexian. Um, and they are clearly, it's like writhing potentially in pain. Um, but it's clearly like based on the mechanic of the card, you can tell it is magically being unsummoned. It's magically being banished, if you will. And it's clearly coming from this person holding up what appears to be some kind of tablet or some kind of seal and cracking it in half. Flavorfully, that's perfect because this card is an enchantment that you have to use, sacrifice, i.e. break, in order to leverage. So I think that's really, really cool. The entire seal cycle all had that same motif where it was an object that had to be broken in order to unleash some kind of mystical effect. And I think the flavor of that is, is perfect here and it matches the card mechanically. It, it, like, it's just dead on. Now, interestingly enough, if they were to make the seal of removal nowadays, they would probably make it as an artifact because it is an object that is sacrificed. Notably, cards like Portable Hole, for example, are in fact artifacts, despite the fact that they operate very similar, similarly to cards like Banishing Light or Glass Casket. Well, Banishing Light being an enchantment, Glass Casket, another one that is actually an artifact because it's depicting an object. Um, it's depicting an object. So I think the seal of removal, if they were to make it today, would probably make it an artifact. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, wait, why didn't they make it an artifact? Because in Nemesis and up until... I want to say Mirrodin, there had not been a single card, there had not been a single artifact card that had a color in its casting cost. Actually, come to think of it, I don't know that Mirrodin introduced those either. In any event, artifacts that were colored was not something that, that existed back in Nemesis. Um, in fact, when I was first introduced to the game, I was taught that artifacts are colorless cards. That's just what they were. Now, that has obviously changed over time, but for a very long time, my understanding of an artifact was just it is a colorless card. Now, I know with Mirrodin, they added colored activations to cards. So like Bosch, Iron Golem, there was a whole, uh, a whole sequence that included... Um, the name is escaping me right now. I can't believe it. Uh, there's It's a helmet. I, cranial plating. Thank you. Thank you, everybody who was just shouting at their at their phones. Uh, that one cranial plating, uh, Nerox stealth suit. Those have colored activations in them um, that 
and that was new as of the time for for a long time artifacts were the border was brown and the color was color the, the card was colorless it could be put in any deck and as a result it was actually oftentimes more expensive than you would find in other um other then you would find that effect in other situations like for example there was um there were mana dorks but they would usually cost like two or three uh because they were colorless and you would still get like a one one body but they could be put in decks like red or black where you don't usually have access to ramp so that was very very cool and very effective now mana rocks have come a whole other way you know a whole um Mana rocks are their own thing now, and they're much more ubiquitous and much more common and produce all the different colors, and especially with formats like Commander becoming more popular. So those are not uncommon anymore. And even those being having color restrictions, not uncommon anymore. Um, however, back in the day, they were. And so the idea of an object that could tap for any color of mana... That was worth a lot. I mean, if you look at Darksteel Ingot, for example, it was one in Mirrodin. I believe it was Darksteel, actually, the the, the set Darksteel, um, the Mirrodin block, if you will. It was a three mana indestructible artifact that tapped for one mana of any color. Nowadays, that kind of utility is everywhere. I mean, Skyclave, what is it? Skyclave Relic does that exact thing, including being indestructible, but it also has kicker. So it's like, it's just the exact same thing, but better. Meanwhile, you also have cards like Chromatic Lantern or, um, I mean, there are a dozen of them that, you know, Command Sphere um, that, that are three mana mana rocks attack for any color of mana or any relevant color of mana those are very very common now and but they weren't back in the day so a dark steel ingot was a big deal when it first came out and it was actually very common if i'm not mistaken there was even um i mean it even saw competitive play because it was such a powerful card in that context nowadays those kind of artifacts aren't that aren't worth that much uh well it's not that they aren't worth much but they are common so anyway in any event i say all that to say that Artifacts were, have come a very long way, and I believe if they were to reprint Seal of Removal or functionally reprint Seal of Removal into a new card, I believe it would be an artifact, um, which would also apply artifact entering the battlefield synergies. Right now, Seal of Removal does give you enchantment ETB uh, abilities as well as cards that care about enchantments. It can help bolster those. However, it's also... Um, potentially targeted by cards like Disenchant. And so there is kind of this back and forth that feels very similar to a control counter battle where people are countering spells back and forth, except it can be done on the battlefield, not the stack, which is very, very interesting in my opinion. You know, I play a seal of removal, past the turn, you play a Demystify targeting my seal of removal to destroy it. I can then sac sacrifice the seal of removal in response to bounce a creature that you have, but if you don't have any creatures, my seal of removal is just gone. Meanwhile, you may have a card in your hand, and that demystify is now an opportunity to protect that card hitting the battlefield and sticking on the battlefield, whereas I was going to bounce it with my seal of removal. Those inner interesting interplays are something that you get when you put an effect like this on the battlefield instead of in your hand. And being able, there, there's definitely value, don't get me wrong, in a card like Unsummon, being able to keep that to yourself because you can hit your opponent like potentially in combat or at a time when they aren't ready for it and be able to do some cool things. But there is also value in some instances to letting them see it coming because when they play around it, they can make suboptimal plays, and that is key sometimes. Also, noteworthy, uh, you can run this and Unsummon. 
if you want to be bouncing stuff to people's hands, you can. There's no reason you can't run both. Also, note that this does not have a cost upon activation. This is actually the only cost to activate it is to sacrifice seal of removal. That's it. That's all you do. Everything else is paid up front. So, and there's also nothing stopping you from cracking at the turn to pl the turn you play it. So I got to say, all in all, the seal cycle is very interesting. The fact that it costs the exact same as the spell that it's emulating, I think is really, really cool. So I like seal of removal very much. I think this was a cool card. And I got to say, it was a fun one to hit uh, for our very first random Wednesday. Also, interestingly enough, I think it's kind of appropriate that we hit on an enchantment that involves some kind of stone being cracked specifically because the very first episode of overthinking MTG, which you can definitely check out episode one was we actually hit disenchant from, I think revised, but it was the, like one of the OG disenchants and it showed a picture of like a stone with an with an ornate inscription on it, um, being broken. And so I, the fact that we're here, we are looking at an ornate stone with an inscription being broken, feels appropriate. I like that. Anyway, thank you so much for hanging out. I appreciate you. If you enjoyed this video, please don't hesitate to like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching on the YouTube. If you are tuning in on the podcast feed, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you, and I hope you are having a phenomenal day. Well, no matter how you're tuning in, I hope you're having a phenomenal day, and I'll catch you next time. Thank you so much. Have a good one.